0: well you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds what could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds let odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs advertise with odyssey visit ads.odyssey.com
1: good morning everybody welcome to another edition of news you can use right here on WTIC News Talk 1080 I'm Ann Baldwin and I'm Lisa Nkidoki, ready and fired up to get going oh, this on this Oh, this is going to be a fiery one. <laughs> and we, I want to apologize um, while we get started here because they're blowing leaves outside in the background while we do this show. But you know what? It just kind of adds to the fall feel, yes, right? it does. It <laughs> Everybody's does. got leaves to blow. What a mess. What a mess. All right, Lisa. So, Lisa, I'm just going to be very clear uh, from the get-go here that Lisa picked this topic, and we're going to go for it. Yeah, well, it's— Because you're going through it right I'm now. i going
2: through it. I've been helping my granddaughter, who's a senior at Miss Porter's, go through college applications. And though they have college counselors that work with the kids at—particularly at—we're we're fortunate at Miss Porter's— uh, we still have some... I, I've been doing this for a little while myself, too, and working with other tutors and other kids, and I've had some luck with helping kids get into some schools. Mm-hmm. And it's strategy. It's all these different things. But much to my amazement, after uh, spending last week, I think, with my granddaughter, probably with also a shout-out to John Gilchrist, who was, who was helping as uh, the tutor as well, I think we spent uh, collectively about 15 hours... Last week alone, and obviously it's something my granddaughter started in eighth grade. She has older brothers, you know, is at Morehouse uh, College. But this one was a little different because she's had a list that she's curated and changed and curated and changed, and, and that's fine. That's part of the process. But at the end of the day, you got EA, ED, EA2, which we'll just say early action, early decision, early decision restrictive early action to regular action. I'm like, oh my God, what happened to just apply for college? And get
1: accepted or not.
2: You've got the common app. So wait, so so
1: I haven't done this in a long time because my kids are older. But so I just remember applying to several schools, paying the application process and then waiting for the letter to come in the mail. That's not it anymore.
2: No, you have to kind of decide which one. If you do early decision, that particularly will mean that that's the school that if they decide you're accepted then that's it you're out of the ball game for any other schools that's where you're going to go so you really kind of need to know you have to commit you have to commit by applying early decision oh you're already saying if i get into this school so for, everybody can else can you only out. apply
1: to one school for early decision only one then? school only early one school.
2: decision and also early action restrictive uh, So I think Yale has an early action restrictive. I think Georgetown might have that restrictive, meaning that, again, if you apply to these schools, that's pretty much where you're going to go. But now, in addition, they still have regular decision, which is January 1st. So it's not that you can't do the regular, but sometimes you get the upper hand supposedly If you go early decision, or if you go early action, now you can apply to various colleges early action and just kind of see what's in the cards for you, and then kind of lay it out and say, "Oh, all these people might want me. What do I do?" But again, it's so many. You know, it's it's just exploded in terms of uh, college. You know, not just the Ivy Leagues, but in terms of just places that you see on the internet that you would have never. Uh, thought about. I mean, my mailbox is has been filled uh, for the last couple of years with more, excuse me, more mail for these kids from colleges. That you know, whether it's from testing, whether they know uh, the type of student, or whether it's certain things they've checked off on their Common App, uh, the mail is explosive. That's not just online. That's actually still in the, big the mail. packets the big packets and you're talking about that coupled with election information <laughs> <laughs> I'm like oh my goodness <laughs> so my- not only is your mailbox full but yes, so is your trash <laughs> yes it is yes and of course um, neither one of my grandchildren tend to look at too many of the things that came they well, knew, they looked it. at what they wanted to and yeah. I say okay what about this is a problem. no I didn't that's even not,
1: That's not that you know they're not marketing to the kids it, when they send it, you a it, brochure it, in the mailbox right um they're they're it's the parents it's the, the grandparents and decision that are looking at that stuff. When I'm
2: looking at the name on it, I'm saying, this is yours. Read it. (laughs) Read Read it. it. (laughs) So how's it going? I I think, you know, I think what happens is that everybody has a different take on how to do this. And there's really no rhyme, no reason. What I always say, and I've I've been pretty fortunate with some of the young people that I've had the benefit of working, is never, you know, shoot, aim high. Mm -hmm. uh, Give it your best shot make sure people know all of you not just part of you and uh, even in the essay i've always said to my grandkids and other kids tell people something they don't know you know if you're an excellent athlete people know that mm-hmm. tell them something that you've grown how you know what's something vulnerable that people wouldn't know about you i think it's always interesting to find out something that you're you're curious about people but you oh i had no idea i think that's what we have to go for that's what i've tried to elicit in my own you know, circle of young folks to let people know that you've grown. How have you grown? How are you going to make your mark on the world? I think it's more than just, hey, I'm a smart student or I'm a good kid. Some people aren't always great at testing. Some people aren't mm-hmm. good at academically in terms of their grades. So what else do you have to offer? And everybody has something to offer. I think it's finding that sweet spot in terms of what it is you can offer, you um, and, and again, what's going to be your legacy? What's your mark on the world? You might not know that, but I think even if it's giving back, you know, I have a grandkid who's very generous and always loves to give back and help other people. And I, I see that spirit in him. And I don't think and sometimes people see negative things. You got to find what is in that person that really makes them tick and how can you turn that into you know fire in a positive way mm-hmm. and how can that maybe elicit something on a college campus that that you need more of so sure. i don't think it's always about oh you have to be the smartest kid in the bunch and i think when people say oh you shouldn't apply here because you know you didn't test well I, to me i am oh definitely apply there <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, go for it. What are you talking about? Let's find something else that you could put in your package again that, uh, who do you know? I think it's also about contacts. Oh, yes. It's who you know. Listen, I called up, and I will say this, I called up an old boyfriend who happens to be a pretty big professor. He's just, you know, he retired, but he's still pretty big. He knew his stuff. And I said to my granddaughter, reach out, write, you know, copy me so I can Uh, let him know in case he doesn't know who you are (laughs) and and he responded within the hour and I said to her it's about relationships and it's not just also for young people it's not just calling up people when you need something it's about having the thoughtfulness to reach out and get to know that person too see I don't want you to just want a reference from me do you know anything about what I've done or how I might be able to help you or how my story can help you. Just as much as, you know, young people, hey, me, me, me. No, Mm -hmm. learn about other people. I think that's another piece of of your growth and maturity is taking the time to learn other people what's going on in their life, what might have been some Mm -hmm. of their challenges, not just all the successes. So I think there's moral to learning and taking the time and having some stick-to-itiveness to see what makes other people tick. And it's gotten so competitive
1: it is and i just see it i mean we've seen it in the news we've seen that you, and it, it, you said talk about knowing somebody i mean if you're faculty if you're alumni if you're a major contributor to right. a university right. all these people already you know get a hand up because of who they are or where they fall within those criteria right so it's right. not always based on academics or you're the best person in sports or you know you've done this or you've done that It is just such a competitive process. It's so
2: competitive. And I always say to, you know, in this case, uh, my granddaughter, Michaela, I said, you know, what makes you think you're going to stand out from the bunch when there's uh, 100,000 applications? And if it's my job and I'm reading them, okay, we're all human. After a while, you get kind of tired of reading. Hey, I'm good. Hey, I'm great. Hey, Mm -hmm. I'm this. What else do you have? What's compelling about your story? And what'd she say? uh have you she figured think, that out yet well I think she did she I'll just give a clue she her topic was like the skin I'm in which I thought was really good for her but I kept pushing her pushing her about don't just tell a story reveal something about yourself that nobody knows because if you're just going to tell this nice cutesy story Okay, boring, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you have to tell something I felt feel that's compelling and something that you could push yourself to. How have you grown? It's easy to talk about other people. How have you grown? Mm-hmm. What has it done to impact mm-hmm. you? What are you going to learn? And what are you going to do to carry on your own legacy, to make your own mark? So I do think it's very important. I do think sometimes we get away. We get so bogged down into the numbers and I'm top of the class. I'm better at this or that. And, and I don't think that really makes all the best leaders. I mm-hmm. think it's a combination of your trials, your challenges, and how you get up and move on from That's there. Right. That's right. How many
1: it. of these kids do you think actually write their own essays?
2: Well, I know, you know, in in my household, <laughs> they're they're writing them. And I'm saying, listen, you know, in my households and, and for my grandkids who, who aren't with me, I'm saying, listen, keep, keep going. You can show me drafts. I'll give you some suggestions and keep you honest. But... You know, uh, thankfully uh, I I don't have quiet grandkids. I don't have quiet relatives. They always (laughs) have an opinion. But again, I think it's getting people on track to not just having something to say. It's about saying something that nobody knows about you that you want to reveal. It's easy to say, hey, I'm MVP. I don't want to know that story. Maybe I could read it anywhere. Mm-hmm. What else what else are some of your challenges that you can share and help other people learn from? So let's so,
1: talk about why you're fired up because oh, okay, why are you all well, fired up? Basically. I mean, we're I, talking about the college education y- process. So y- what could be wrong with that? Well, you know,
2: <laughs> you know, I'm thinking we're putting all this time into it. You're trying to be as honest and open. I don't feel that you know, you should be, you know, in my opinion, you shouldn't be, like, over-inflating. Like, if you're a student, then you're a student. If you're a B student or a C student, you just say you're a good student. But I don't think you say, hey, I'm an honor student if I'm not. Um, So, of course, as we're trying to make sure all these things, the words are right and things like that, because you can you can do great things with words and descriptions. But when I happened to read this whole thing about 34 percent of white college students lied about their race to improve their chances of admission, financial aid benefits, I was like. People are lying. I mean, I'm floored. I'm like, how do you lie on a college application if you show up for an interview and you're not who you say you are? (laughs) I, I am shocked. Of course, a few people said to me, I'm not. And I'm like, am I living in a bubble? I am really... Shocked. Never would I think to put on application, hey, I'm so-and-so, and I'm white, when I know clearly I'm not. I just, but I guess the thinking is, again, it's it's kind of sad because I think what it's saying is that people believe that minorities get an easy pass to just get I don't into th- No, 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 I'm going to stop you. I don't think they think, Okay. I don't think it's an easy pass.
1: Okay. But I do think that it is one of the criteria that you're used to judge your on your application process, I think so they if do you are—I mean, it. I just saw a story on this too. Not that everything you see is true, but you know, for Asian students, um, Native American students, African American students—I mean, they do get—they do get—it's one of the boxes that they check for the application it's process. A box,
2: but as far as I know, and I've done some research on this in terms of really who gets preferential treatment is still usually white males a- above above women above minorities, I think it's a misnomer that if you put yourself as a minority that you're gonna get in, because God knows if I thought I'd get in, I would have done Harvard and Yale a long time ago and just checked the box. So I, I don't believe, and nor do I believe uh, anyone similar to me in terms of ethnic uh, person, at least from where I'm sitting, believes that we're just gonna check a box and get in. I don't, when I'm well, talking to my granddaughter in particular, I will say, or any of my grandkids, I don't feel because like... Because she's biracial. She's okay, biracial, so can, we, but can even we use, if she puts down, So let's
1: her... Can we use her as an example then? Yeah. Okay, so she's half... Yeah. What? Half black. Half black. And half, half white. white. Okay, yes. let I didn't know how to properly yeah. say that. Half black, half well, white. Well, I mean,
2: she's so, a lot of things, but okay. yes, that's so, what we say. So what <laughs> box do you check? She usually checks multiracial. Okay. She actually does. She might check black and white she'll okay. check black and then it'll say more you're allowed to check more than one okay now and she'll check both boxes she doesn't usually just check one right she doesn't check because just, she isn't one no she isn't but you know some people listen I think my my a couple of my grandsons would have just checked black. Um, But not because they're thinking it's a leg up, just because that's how they identify. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I'm saying in terms of I would never, we are, you know, we could say we are, I know she put in her explanation along with her dad. She put, you know, my father's Tanzanian, black American, And Cherokee, Choctaw, Indian. So when we're saying Native American, we know actually. You can check all the boxes. Yeah, we do, but we don't. (laughs) We don't usually. But again, she'll put down, and even when I say to her, you know, multiracial, that's kind of ambiguous also. So what do you identify as? But again, I'm not thinking when we're checking these boxes, at least from my perspective, I'm not thinking, okay, this is going to give us a leg up. Right. So I know somebody
1: from a while back who her her children her, her husband was Irish and she was Latino mm-hmm. and when it was to her advantage for them to be white they were white when it was to her advantage to get them into private schools or they could you
2: know they were Latino so I I've, oh, i oh I'm sure there are people there that are people do that, that I there think are people that do that but I think in terms of I guess I'll say in terms of African-American I don't think uh and speaking of myself I don't think I've ever wanted to oh I wish I could just check the box and say I was white because so wouldn't I think that be funny? Though? Me. So you check the white box, you get in, and, and then you go
1: to the interview, well, I, and they're like, yeah. "Wait a minute, that's
2: what I'm thinking." I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> but they don't do that
1: anymore. You know, these kids are probably getting away with it. These parents, more no. importantly, listen because there's no in person anything anymore. It's they go through the process, they have their little sheet
2: and they they you know add up the results and then you're in you're not yeah I couldn't believe it it said three-fourths of the people who faked being a racial minority on their applications were accepted by the colleges that they lied to so yeah I'm in shock because I guess I'm over here thinking you've got to say and be who you are because I'm thinking okay and we get to the gate to show up on admission day and I'm not who I said I'm feeling like okay what am I doing changing my hair I feel like this is a Halloween makeup here yeah because I just would never think that so I think I'm just shocked that people not only do this but they're confident and then they actually have gotten ahead by doing this so you know hey I'm People would probably say you, Dodo Bird, are the only one that's still in the dark ages. We've got ahead by this. <laughs> well, what they about do you? it not only on race, but there's also athletic
1: abilities.
2: No, uh, I, people lie about their test scores. I mean, they lie about. But well, I guess I'm thinking: Don't you have to hand in the test scores? Don't you have to hand in your? I don't know. Uh, you think about the how many
1: people you know are coming into colleges? Who, who supervises all that? Can they look and
2: and you know fact check everything that's coming in? I don't know. Yeah, like probably you said, do not. Do they even read every essay yeah, that they no, get? No, I guess so. But I guess. Um, and and I'm just hoping this for our audience I'm hoping that you know if people are doing that and it's worked for you okay but I guess in the end of the day you know I think that's probably what's so wrong that people are just catering to only what what works for them as opposed to just really again just kind of like i would never say i was in the military if i never was oh I mean, let's
1: see there's a few people who've done that before no. oh
2: my god that's, no way uh,
1: yes we've had politicians say that i won't name names you don't know well, who i'm talking that's, about
2: that's that's a little scary
1: that to is me. a little that's scary scary so but yeah well all i'll well, say you, is you that know what else is a fact pat sarah god bless her soul god who god was the gossip columnist yes, kind of for the Hartford Current, her. was doing a story on one of my clients so she went and she interviewed him, and he had this great story, and he was a all American this, and he did this, and then he did that. And she said to me, she called and said, You know, does he have anything to show me that he actually, you know, was an all American football player? So I called him up, and he goes, Oh, I really wasn't. I said, Are you uh, kidding me? Oh, what? Yes, he really was not. He lied. He lied. And you, his he, publicist, he, and, he and I'm didn't his publicist, even publicist, you. And I'm like, Oh my oh, God. Oh my goodness. So I said, I had to call Pat. Thank goodness I had a relationship, and I said, Pat, I am so sorry, and oh, I hope this doesn't reflect, but I, I'm just horrified he actually wasn't. So she did me a favor, took that out of there, but the the fact, the reality is that I was told the older men get, the more they embellish their accomplishments. you got to be kidding me. Men. It mm-hmm. might be true for women, too, but this I saw it. I felt it. I lived
2: it, and that could have been disastrous. Wow. Well, I mean, I actually saw a couple of people that— uh I know indirectly who were arrested and put down another ethnicity and I'm thinking and they put down Native American and, and this is also what it's saying here that it's saying you know out of most of the people they use uh, Native American as their go-to choice of a minority uh, they might use 10% of African Americans I think and then it was uh, smaller for Asian Americans and I'm just floored like oh my god do you like do you want to be us on other days of the week because (laughs) it's not always so You know, it's great. Like I said to, I actually was in my granddaughter's class a couple weeks ago, and it was a class on race and identity. And I said to people, you know, they said, you know, one of the the kids said, well, we feel bad with everything that happens with you as African-Americans. I said, well, listen, it's not like we wake up in the morning and say, oh, my God, I hate being black. You don't even really realize it. It's you wake up and it's how people deal with you when you get out in the world, whether they had a bad day, whether they think of you as, you know, all together and kind of think, oh, this is something that you did, and maybe you're blamed for something Do else. Do you think,
1: though, that that's because you're black? Because I I can go out, and I don't know. I must have some sort of sign on my head. But things happen to me every day. Not good things either. Mm-hmm. And I it's not because I'm white. I don't know what it is. No, but it's, sometimes just bad things happen, and people oh no, don't treat you that's fairly. That's true. I mean, I, but I, I think
2: it's specific things. I think if it's things you know if people are saying – uh, particular names or ep- mm-hmm. racial epitaphs, you know that it's specific yeah, that's to that. Directed but to again, right. it's not something that you go out looking for. At least I don't. It's right. something that usually it'll be something of how someone either looks at you or how they uh, behave with you that lets them know maybe they had another bad experience with someone who looks similar to you, but somehow you kind of get the Fallout from that, so I do think. Uh, again, we wake up and we're happy to be whoever I am. Happy to be exactly who I am. But I do know that on particular days uh, that I do have to. I think about it in hindsight, or I think about it. Same thing with my my young uh, uh, grandsons. I think uh-huh. about them being profiled. wearing with my granddaughter. I don't necessarily think about it with her because right. she's very but fair. And it goes
1: both ways, too, because I'll remember, too, back into my channel 30 days, they sent me to uh, Lou Farrakhan. What's it, was that his name? Louis Farrakhan. Louis Farrakhan. They sent me to a Louis Farrakhan rally, okay, mm-hmm. a- and they wouldn't let me in the because, guess Islam? what?
2: You didn't have on. Um...
1: I wasn't white. I mean, because I was white. Because you're white. Because I was you said, white.
2: With Minnie, you said you weren't white. I yeah, was no, like, I'm
1: white. was like, wait, am I sitting across from you? No? I am as white as
2: <laughs> white Irish girl can
1: get. And they would not let me in. I was just talking to Dennis House. He said, I remember that's the first time that I met you when we were standing outside of that and they would not let you in. And he said, you raised hell. And I put up a big stink you and you did. Oh I did. And we all got in. All of us white reporters actually got in. So it, it does go both ways, Why unfortunately, were you there? Central. What were you doing? I was, what was were covering you the story. To do I was co- <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what here's about another one. One time they sent me to a KKK rally oh my God. with an African American photog. Oh no. So he got more abused for working with me than I did. Oh you know, my God. so it it does go both ways. Well. And I just can only hope and pray that that. It, some point we're all just gonna be mutts, right? We don't gonna even know what we are because we're 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 marrying different people, there's kids, it's it's getting
2: diluted maybe so uh, that at some point It might be all, getting diluted, the, but not in terms of the, the with the politics and with the the tension, it's not getting um it's not getting nice. You don't think it's it'll getting, ever go away? No. No. The I divide is would. getting greater it's and greater. It's getting greater and it's it's getting scary. So, you know, I wish that wasn't true, but I think it is. It's I think that's unfortunately people, it's like power. People are are obsessed with power. So if that means they have to say something crazy to make other people, you know, feel they're more in control, I mean, that's what's scary about when you lie and say um You you know, whether it's in the application, you know, that's that's small comparatively. But when you lie and say that people have done things that they haven't or when you say things that are just mean, um, you know, the Sandy Hook uh, saying those people uh, did that was a hoax. (sighs) That to me is just. Beyond unconscionable for people to want to, and it's
1: one guy, right? Well, in this case, well, one guy and, and his and he and made his,
2: money off of that. Oh my God! Millions pain. and millions, of, and these look how and look how
1: long the process took. And then he wants and to ask for a real a yeah, new trial. Right. I
2: mean, to me, this is just right. no. This is heinous. This is heinous. These people yeah. have suffered enough, and that's not even race. That's just people being mean. Yeah. Just mean and i my heart goes out to the fact that they have to go through this oh the i people know in, in parkland people right. in different places so i think right. unless we get the back Pettits, to Stavittaly. doc pettit
1: who had to go through the trial uh, those monsters God. i mean the, i mean why do we have to go through this yes. and this is what people are reading this is that what people are seeing on television this is what we're exposed to and it's
2: got to and it does impact our behavior it absolutely does And I think that we are also looking at, we stay in the lane that we like to hear whatever the message is. And I think too often we're not doing our research. So I'll leave this last note that the Supreme Court seems ready to throw out race-based college admissions. Okay. Anyways, I'm just going to say this is going to be to be continued. But I will say. And I will say I hope they do. Oh, no. Oh, yes. No, no. Yep. We're going to well, do another show on oh, that. Oh, we're going to have to. Okay, let's see what yeah. happens. Okay, just know we'll have on our boxing rings for this, so you all stay <laughs> tuned. We will
1: have the show that's in a right. padded room. There's Knock gonna, down, th- drag knock out. out. Here yes, we go. discussion. Yes. All right, that's coming up next. All right, <laughs> see, well.
2: you have to just agree to disagree, but at least we know we'll have a good knockdown drag out. That's soon. right. And we're going <laughs> to hug it out at the end <laughs> of the show. That's Huck all that matters. Hug it matter. out and smile. That's it. <laughs>
1: Thank you, Lisa, and thanks for all of you for tuning in to this edition of News You Can Use right here on WTIC News Talk 1080.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?